coming at you from Scratch Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. It's your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. I'm your host, Porter. Sitting across from me, I don't have an intro for him this week. <laughs> it's Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's fine. Oh, no. It's fine. We've, it's <laughs> finally happened. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's going to be the first time. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rose Porter. <laughs> oh. You broke Porter, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I did it. You, you heard him. The real-life door of the Explorer, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Wow, okay. And yet, you recognize that voice, everybody. Sitting in with us this week again is our dear friend, M. Manelope. M, good to see you. Good to see y'all as well. I'm sticking with that name. That's, hey. Manelope. Yeah. M. M. Manelope. Yes, M. Manelope. All right. <laughs> Look, I still haven't got CJ down. You consider yourself lucky. Oh, thank you, thank you. So C I did like Jason. C. Yes, C. Jason was the closest I've been to. We'll get there. But M N L O P. Yeah, here we go. I know. I loved it. It was so, awesome. So it's in my heart. I'm glad to have you back with us. Thanks, Nick Cage. Nice to be here. <laughs> I know you catch that. So uh, we're pretty good spirits here, which is nice. Yes. <laughs> And again, this is not natural yeah, play. Yeah, we're sorry. We know we said a thing. Sorry. Like, wait, I mean, we're not Things sorry. happen. Right. And I mean, we talked about that last week. And if you tuned in last week and... You should have. Yep. <laughs> you know, already knew the score and you knew what, you know, what's happening and what this episode's about. So, hi. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Right. Welcome back to Rage Across the Internet. And the show that normally... It's it's in a fun transitional period, but it's okay. We're gonna have a good time. Fun, All right? You know, and if you uh, enjoy fun, this this is the show for you. If, you. if you like what you hear, please tell people. Yes, sing it out. You know, get, get some some more people down here. Uh, sing across the rooftops. Tell everyone you know. That's right. Get some megaphones. Uh, you know, if you know a skywriter, that's probably a good idea. No, oh, it's definitely a really good idea. Right. Speaking of, there's or you the, could just share the link. I mean, that's yes. If you want to go that easy, I, mean, I geez, guess it's uh, really easy. <laughs> I guess just you know, give us good ratings and share it with people. Oh wow! Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all greatly appreciated things, right? And then, of course, if you are in a position to, and you think we deserve, you can always hit up our Ko-Fi, which has some. Fun rewards. Yeah. You know, ways of saying thank you, you know. Yes. Back our hangout night, our game team, the postmortem series, which is about to take a fun turn. <laughs> um, for those of you who are not familiar <laughs> with our postmortem series, this was um, sort of a retrospective of all the games that uh, Danny and Tom played just at all. At all. Yeah. yeah. From the very beginning all the way until... Yeah, from Into the Breach Part 1, which we added, we aired the first four of those as like a preview. Yep. From the Guilty, to Tangled Webs, to Shadows and Tall Trees, 
And at this point, we're about to finish or just finish We are them? very close to finishing Shadows and Tall Trees. So, and that's all the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> all the role-playing games that Tom and I have played under Porter's Storyteller up until wherever Gaia takes us. Right. And so what we're doing is we are transitioning because I have... I keep notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, extensively. You know, there's, which is funny because there was a bit of a kerfuffle <laughs> with Shadows and Tall Trees. It's like, where are all those notes? <laughs> all right. But I had like most of my scripts after a certain point. I think it's back to 2012. Wow. Might, it, it might be before that, maybe 2010. I, I'd have to look because they're all code by year as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to start doing those Virginia games, which are games that Danny didn't. No, I mean, I know, to bring up here and there on the yeah. show, but I know about them. That's it. I've, I don't know what these games have. I don't know what happened. And you know, we look at the perspective that we're doing now with the games that, you know, with the my previous character of Jaeger Gorfis and Tom's previous character of uh, Crimson Ghost. And yeah, I mean, looking back at it and seeing perspective in retrospect, even to now, we're going to a different set of eyes where I've never seen these games before. So I'm going to be like the new viewer, if you will. Like I get to ask the questions that everyone else is going to be curious about. Right. You know, we, we go over the, the scripts themselves and how we put them together and character decisions and you know storytelling decisions and stuff. And also we sometimes ramble and go on. It's, it's fun. It's extra content. It's a bonus episode. Bottom line. Yes. You know, the NPC, the month club. You know, where it's it's something from my personal NPC Bible. And Jesus, that's... Yeah, you put so much time into these. Well, it's funny because, you know, when I do those, I do new entries. Yes. Right? Like, I mean, it's... You I rewrite them. You know who the <laughs> character is, but... Well, there's been different iterations, and, you know, so I, I go over them, and it's a fresh entry. I'm not just pulling something out of an old file no. and pasting it. Like, I, I write a new one. I was going to say, from the very start of us doing or from you doing that i was expecting that i was expecting like oh he's got all these that should be easy for him to do this is easy stuff for gofi but like didn't feel right. right and i was gonna say from the very first one you did was xander i believe mm-hmm. and and seeing the whole new light shine upon that character even though i know exactly who it was was like, oh no, this is not what we're doing. This is not what I thought. Okay, I like this. And then each month since we start doing the, uh, rewards, each one of these characters puts a whole new light on them. I swear, so, every, I swear every month you get a new favorite one. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, the last couple haven't been my favorite, but like, oh. You I hear think. that? My quality's slipping, everybody. No, 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 no. The last <laughs> one was. The last one before that wasn't. They weren't favorite, but they were good enough to like be memorable. That's yes, good enough. And do you share these uh, these characters with people so that they can maybe incorporate them into their own games? Yeah, and that's exactly it. You know, yep. the, the writer. How does could- one? Yeah, how does one access these? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> all business. I love it. I, it is. I'm helping. <laughs> she is. It's awesome. And Thank that you, is, M. That is, that's donations through our Ko-Fi. And that's ko-fi.com slash rage across the internet. And then, of course, we have our Discord, which you can get the link through our website, 
You know, it's that's free to everybody. Yeah, it's on the forums. All you need is an email. That's it. Yep. You know, uh, that's where we do uh, our backer, our hangout night. Our backer hangout night is in our Discord. Discord. We have, you know, the, the, the rooms team. for the questions. Oh, yeah. You know, the Tale of Two Wolves and the Junk Drawers and all. We have rooms just for all of those. And then we have our Wednesday game night. Which is open to everybody. Yeah, it's that's, not a yeah, it's not a bad. That's thing. not a backer reward. That's a, that's a once a week. We just all get together, try to get to know each other, play some video games, and screw around. You know. Good time. It is. Yep. It is. And then we also have the game team, which, right? And that's the yeah. backer thing. That's usually the other nights of the week. Yeah. Frankly, <laughs> it's, it's it's almost every <laughs> it, other. night. It's most of the other nights of the week. But anyway, the Discord's it, nice because you can interact with everybody, ask questions, see what's going on. Exactly, it's a good time. There's some, some some really good folk there. Yeah, we're gonna do another making friends. Play. Yeah, making friends, absolutely. But you can get there again through our forms on our website, and that website is rageacrossinternet.com.com.com. dot com dot com dot com. We're gonna get you to lean into that at some point. You're gonna <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I start docking you experience in the actual play. <laughs> I'm happy with where my character's at right now. So that's, that's hey, that's good. That's a really good thing, and that's a, probably a really good segue. <laughs> yes, it is because as promised last week, two weeks ago in the time overse. Oh, the fucking time overse, or like a half hour ago. <laughs> the fucking time overse, right? Uh, <laughs> We are talking about character work today, which is a fun change of pace. <laughs> I said, we've done storyteller episodes and we've done character episodes and we do them a lot. Well, there's a lot to talk about. There's, there's exactly. There's always a lot to talk about and there's always stuff worth repeating. Well, and also uh, depending on who's with us, we have different perspectives. Th- that was For example, point. hi, Em. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you guys um everyone is well aware that both danny and em are uh cast members of wherever guy takes us our very own actual play i like that cast members it feels good yeah. <laughs> i mean if you're thinking about it like a play absolutely and it kind of in a way is yeah i see i, I don't even think it was play i think it was like a tv show you die in the game you die for real it's not play at all it's work oh that sucks <laughs> I like how I integrated both of those too. <laughs> nice. Like absolutely opposed, but fuck it. I just lean into it. No. <laughs> I just I, I absolutely see it as this is this TV show. Like everything plays off in my head. It plays? Plays off, out. Plays? Out. Plays out in my head. Like the the scenes Doesn't TV? <laughs> I'm being helpful. You're yeah, very helpful. Thanks. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> the imagery is there. The the conversation for all of us, the rest of us cast members, the camaraderie is all there. It's easy to be able to do and play in my head. It's e- easy to visualize what's going on. I do you visualize that from your character's perspective? Yes, every time. Oh, brilliant. Every single time. It's... You know, what's going to happen next? Oh, I wouldn't have done that, but that's if I'm watching TV. But now I'm, like, in the TV. That that was fucking weird. <laughs> it's 
you that face. All right. I'm just sitting here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thanks. Yeah, no one else can see the face. I'm not making a special face. It, mm-hmm. It's not part of my face repertoire, all right? <laughs> I'm just sitting here absorbing the words coming out of your mouth. Verily. So <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start. Well, maybe not necessarily at the start, but um, looking at the two of you. And um, you have, um, I mean, this is not your first character. No. Do we have an estimate? No. (laughs) (laughs) I have made a lot of characters um, in my short period of time playing role-playing games. Short period of time? I say short compared to how, how, you know, you guys have your years of experience, I'm sure. Um, Porter has mentioned years before, and while mine is not quite as long, I still have made quite a few characters. Have you actually played them all or are they just kind of characters you've created in your head a little bit of both i have uh played many characters i have also made a few just for fun you were also a storyteller as well correct but that's a different process for making that character it really is interesting okay yeah it's a completely different process Hmm. you look at it in a different light well, you know, when you're making an NPC, um, you have to consider purpose mm-hmm. uh, in regards to the story, their place in the overall world. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more personal when you're making a character that you're playing. That's fair. And now, Danny, this is your character. Ricochet, Ricochet is your second This is only the second character, right. I had another character. Ricochet is kind of what stemmed off of that because the original idea where I wanted to go with it was more of a uh, glass walker. Mm-hmm. It was, was going to be very tech like oriented, but I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to play that off. So I, I wanted to go glass walker. I wanted to do something a little bit more. What's the word? I wanted to do something a little bit more. Rutabaga? Relatable. Ooh, that actually did help. Damn it. Yeah. A little bit more relatable to current times. I, I liked where I started it. I just I didn't like where it was ending. And he had no purpose. It was just going to be a glass walker, but I, I didn't even pick an auspice yet. I didn't know what kind of tech that meant. I didn't know, like, any kind of style he was going to do. So it turned into, well, how can I keep this to be relatable, but still be able to pull it off where I know I can do this? I don't think I was going to be able to pull off that Glasswalker. Well, see, I would argue that you didn't have a character yet. In this, you, you had, you know, like, a, like, an inkling of an idea. Yes, that's pretty much all it was. It was just an idea. I mean, you know. It's got to start somewhere. Like I even had like a name. Like I was like, oh, maybe if I give him a name, I can go from there. And it was going to be like battery. But not not like battery as in an electrical charge. Battery as in assault and battery. (laughs) Oh. I liked it, but that was it. That's, That's the only reason I liked it. So... Just because it sounds cool doesn't mean it's a good thing. 
I wouldn't have even gone that far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm copping to it. I'm copping. Like, I don't even think I've told anybody else this about this. No, this is news to me. I've not heard the story That's before. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've never heard it before. No, this is, this is definitely a, something I had in mind. I wasn't sure where to go with it. I never even told anybody about it. I'm, I'm going to integrate So this was this. the alt to Ricochet. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So you start off with like an idea or. Yes. When that is, that is exactly where I was going to segue to it is, is what, um, where do you guys start when creating characters? That was, (laughs) that was it. But again, he had no purpose, so it wasn't going anywhere. Well, I think that's a different thing when you're creating, uh, you know, creating a player character, mm-hmm. you know, um, because as a storyteller with the NPC, you have to look at the overall, their, their role in a story. Mm-hmm. Your role is part of the main, like a main character. Yes. You know, it's an ensemble cast at that point. So you're part of the ensemble. There's, there's growth yeah. there. That's, I think it's a different thing. Um, please, please go on. So there's been three different places I've ever started out making a character, depending on the group I'm playing with, the type of ST you're working with, and your personal preference. My favorite, of course, is to start off with a personality or inspiration of some kind. But there's also been times that I start off with like a main event, something that has happened in their background that shapes them as an individual. Um, and then my least favorite, but has been necessary at times, depending on the group you're playing with, uh, the mechanics and the character sheet. And that's something that the character sheet itself is something I maintain is the least important. Part. Right. Dots in the sheet yes. are not important. They're yeah. not, they don't make yeah. the character. Correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've played with groups, though, that if you don't start there, you die in a couple minutes. So and it's sad and unfortunate. Yeah, if you don't min-max your character. There's been a couple vampire groups I've played in that are subpar at best. That's that's a For this storyteller, not the vampire itself, but the storytellers themselves. Ugh. Uh, You know those (laughs) leeches, you can certainly count on one thing. It's just the one leech. (laughs) Uh, uh. Yes. (laughs) Counting. But yes, my favorite is to, like, start off with, like, a personality or inspiration. So, like, for example, um, I'm currently playing two werewolf characters right now. Both of which I started off with like a personality trait that I wanted to have. And then I went and I found a picture of that character, a picture like online that I thought suited that character. Um, I can't visualize things in my head like you can, Danny, so vividly. So I like to like find things to help inspire me. That's fair. And, and let me ask you, take a, take a step back for a second. Danny, you're getting this question too. That's fine. In fact, I, I was going to nail you to the wall with this one. That's fine too. <laughs> But um, uh, wh- who are these two characters? Uh, j- just their names right now. Okay. Well, of course, I've got Carly, Emberstring, and K, Full Metal. Okay. So, and, well, I, I needed that part, K right? K, Full Metal. Yes. I, I, I kind of fucking love that already. <laughs> so what is the difference? I am not responsible for that deep name. Some of the storytellers responsible for the deep name. Still cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So what is the difference between Carly and Kay? Kay is very confident and a little self-centered. She does nothing wrong, and there is no way you can convince her otherwise. Carly, on the other hand, is not so much any of that. Almost the complete opposite, not on purpose, but she's uh, maybe a little bit more insecure 
and maybe needs uh, she she's more curious than Kay would be. A lot more curious. Hmm. All right. And now Danny. Mm-hmm. Also a little more empathic. Sorry. Oh no, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. More more empathy than the other would have. <laughs> See the question, yeah, what's gonna be the difference between Jaeger Gorefist and Ricochet? And Ricochet, yeah. And what what is? Yeah. Because this is where I'm nailing you to the wall a bit, because I've seen a lot of crossover. Yeah, guilty. I was going to say, you do the edits. You can't deny it. Dude. I know. There's no way you're not hearing it, too. So, Jaeger Gorfist, the Philodox Gadafenris, was was strong-headed, but, like, too much. Probably more than his own good. And he had a rage problem. He, he had a hard time controlling it. And he let his emotions get the best of him. And that caused problems. Ricochet, that's kind of where the crossover comes over. Is the I kind of let that happen too much, letting that the emotions get a hold of him. But like when I wrote him originally, he was he was more of a defender type. He he, he had the empathy, much like uh, Carly does. And I'm looking back at my like old original write up for Ricochet, and and the reason he is. Garu now is because he was trying to protect somebody and still ended up getting them killed or really killing them himself, knowing why, just trying to pretend like it didn't happen. If that makes sense, maybe a little bit. (laughs) So, yeah, the, the crossover of the two comes in with the the rage. And also, I get very. Emotional? <laughs> I'm an emotional guy. Sorry. Sure, he's crying right now. There's nothing not, wrong with that. Not crying. You're not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I, I emotions, they, they come over me quick. Yeah, I, I, they, they can kind of overpower me at times, and it, it's hard to like distinguish. I put a lot of passion into this. This 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 game means something. So like sometimes that passion comes out a little too strong. And I I do think it's important to have some type of attachment to your character. Oh, if you yeah. do not have an attachment to your character, you're uh, in cardboard town with yourself. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're and yeah, you want to get away from that. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. And and that's kind of what happens whenever you start out with those mechanics in those games where it's like. Oh, I need to roll to drive to the store. I need to roll to see the store. Okay, you're you're just in cardboard town. Yeah, you know, or in it, that sheet, in that case, character sheet town. It it is important to to build that connection, and it doesn't always happen right away. No, um, yes. I'm still it, trying to find that with Carly a little bit. It's it, it, it just started though, and sometimes it doesn't yeah. happen at all. I think a good example is we look back. Jessica's character is Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Did not resonate with Jessica. No. She was not feeling the character. She made the character. It sounded, it looked good on paper. She's like, all right, let's, let's do this. I'm, you know, and it just, they, they didn't bond. They didn't resonate, which led into the creation of Willow Blooms and Moonlight. Yeah. Which is a much better name. I like that name. Right. It was cool. It, it had way more potential. Yes. Yeah. Reminds me of my first character's name. 
Go on. Werewolf character. Uh, Moonlight on the Plains. That's okay. I like that. Thanks, Strides, for that one. Thanks, Strides. Yeah. Thanks, Strides. I hope you're fucking listening. <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> we miss oh. you, bud. Yeah. We do. That, that is a busy guy. Oh, I, yeah. Fucking good guy. Mm-hmm. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, and there's a lot to branch off here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because obviously when you're, you're making a character at all, you know, there is that, that point of inspiration, that, that starting point. And for a lot of new players in your run, I run into this time and time again. Mm-hmm. People will largely base their characters off themselves. And there's not anything necessarily wrong with that, especially when you're first starting out. You look at Tom and Crimson Ghost. It's that Tom. backs it was just Tom originally. Mm-hmm. And he then, grew. yeah, he grew and he evolved, and that's great. That's what you want to see, you know. And it led to Tom wanting to do something different with Dante. Yes, even better. Like that's ideal. But I think it's also um, it's understandable for your first character. But I think it's generally a bad idea. As you go now, putting a little bit of yourself into a character. Mm-hmm. I do that with each one of my characters. Yes. I choose the personality trait of my own yes. that I would like to put in there and kind of mutate into their self. So it makes it a little bit easier for me to relate and play that character. Ex- see, exactly. It's yep. exactly where I was going. And I did that with Ricochet as well. There's, yeah. there's a little bit more of me in there uh, than... Jaeger was because Jaeger, I started off that way, but it, it ended up going completely off track. Well, Jaeger started very, very di- so different from you that it was to a detriment. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually came back, yeah. and it was a lot of you at the end. Yes. So Ricochet is easier to do now that I can put just a little bit of me in there, but still have his own identity. Although sometimes. Jaeger's identity comes out. <laughs> Which is, again, a thing we want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There can be like a little bit of like detriment to putting too much of yourself in there, like not separating the game from real life. You can get a little angry at the storyteller, people you're playing with. Um, <laughs> but if you don't, if you don't put enough in there, if you don't put anything in there, you're not going to relate to your character at all. That's, I mean, not necessarily, but. Largely, or, yes. Largely, yes. Yeah, it, it yeah. could be more difficult. For somebody like me, it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I mean, mileage may vary, and it, it depends on character as yeah. well. Yeah, and look at that. We have two different perspectives on it. Like, it's easy to talk Brilliant. about. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know I did. I, I do the same thing. I believe in that, too, is taking little pieces mm-hmm. here and there. You know, I mean, I look at Segment Rainmaker, and he he sprung from my my Wanderlust at the time. I was going to say, yeah, he's your... He's what you wanted to do and explore the world kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. Especially <laughs> especially with Sekhmet. Yeah, he was, you know, and this was coming from a guy who at the time, mm-hmm. you know, in my world, I, I was very much rooted in where I was. Hmm. With, you know, I was surrounded by the people I wanted to be around in the place where I wanted to be. Yep. And there's that part of you that just wants to go, just disappear. And, and see a thing. And that was, that was the, the impetus of segment right there. That was, that was the very beginning. And again, it, nice. it grows into something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the characters can't grow if you don't have them established though. Yes. So that's 
why Sekhmet, being as he is, is one of the most memorable of your NPCs, at least to me. Yeah, I appreciate that. Tim? I was going to ask Danny. Um, he was uh, debating at first between Battery and Ricochet. At what point in the character creation process did you stick with Ricochet and continue to write him? Like, what came next? I, I believe it was realizing that Battery didn't have any kind of purpose. If I were to keep Battery... I could probably use him like more of like an NPC if I were to ever write a game. But like to play him, I could have no purpose of doing so. He didn't have a purpose. He's not there for a fight. He's not there to, to, to defend. Whereas Ricochet is. Ricochet is there. He found his people now. And now he's there to protect his people. That's his goal as a character? Yeah, that's his goal as a character. Exactly. All right. <laughs> he's there. Like he's he's found his people. That's what matters the most to him right now. I don't want to say they were a replacement for what he already lost, but he's lost before and he won't lose again. Well, I'll be the judge of that. I know so. that, but like that's that's <laughs> that's the thought process in his head. Like I can't do that again. I can't go through it again. Even though he knows it's probably going to happen, he's going to try everything he can to not. I was going to say bad news, and Danny's getting strong. I'm going to have to teach him a lesson. <laughs> no, no, please, no, no. She, she just got here. I, well, whose fault is that? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of why. Also, when we talk, you know, going talking with Carly, and kind of giving her a little bit of the background, because obviously you get character interactions here, and we mm-hmm. and we were explaining what was going on, and he started talking about. The fallen Cassie, he, he got choked up because he yeah. wasn't happy that she was gone. She's no longer there. So that's. And since he's not tried to step back into the leadership position either. Yeah, because he felt responsible. Or he, And if he goes back into the leadership, he'll feel more responsible. Yeah, so it's important to, for me at least, I like to give my character a goal. Mm-hmm. But I also really enjoy giving my characters a flaw that almost in tandem works against the goal. Not so much that it's impeding to my play, but enough that it gives me like this inner conflict that kind of whenever I'm going through like moral decisions or having to make a tough choice. Interesting. Uh, it's uh, something for that character to think about, something that might affect or be affected by their background or their goals. Well, you know, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because, uh, it's, it's something I definitely wanted to touch down on at some point is, is character flaws. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean merits and. Yeah. Not merits and flaws, right. but like a personality trait flaw yes. and not like a judge, like a bad flaw, but like a writing flaw, like a, a personality flaw, not a bad thing, but a, yeah. a hard thing. No, definitely. Because, you know, People have, people are not perfect. And yeah. that's what you're striving to do here, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is to make a fleshed out character, a three dimensional character, a, essentially a person. So yeah, there, there will be character flaws here and there. And again, I, I reiterate, yes, there are merits and flaws of the character sheet. That's not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about just the, the quirks and idiosyncrasies of just being in life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. being a, 
person, right? Or a, so, a guard. something that makes life a little bit more challenging. In 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 that helps establish individuality through mm-hmm. those flaws. It's it's really important, and it helps give characters something to aspire to to I guess conquer, for lack of a better term. Uh, for example, Jude Thunderfury. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is, is, you know, this was the last character I played. And, you know, we're not going to go over the whole thing because that's not, you know. I'm not here for it. No, I, I get it. Right. You know, there were aspects, again, of, of myself I put into that character. Not, but, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the crux of that, of that character, because it was someone that I knew I'd be playing briefly and then would turn into an NPC as well. So there's a little, you know, both ways on that. You know, you don't want a character that doesn't have any flaws because that's a flat character. That's hollow. We talk about Mary Sue's and that's that, that's the road to that kind of nonsense. Boring real quick. Right. Like that doesn't yeah. make a good character. It's it's the cracks that make the thing unique. And, yeah. um, and so like with Jude, this is a character who had a a past betrayal on such a level that it changed him fundamentally or put him through through a personal journey. Right. And. When he got back to himself, back on his feet, if you will, he, he's presented with this crossroads, right? And is it, do, do I continue on the path I was before or do you strive to be better? Or rather, have I learned from my experiences and find a path of self-improvement? Or do you ultimately fail in that and fall back into old habits? Hmm. Yes. And that's what flaws, like a good flaw, can do. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. One yeah. of my favorite characters I've ever played was a werewolf character. It was in Stride's game. Moonlight on the Plains was her deed name. And I had like a few flaws with her. Like there's different types of flaws, like different levels. She had some superficial flaws, but those don't do much. Like... She was a little bit of a perfectionist. She liked things to be very straight and orderly. But like a character flaw she had is she was a little socially awkward. This got became more and more pertinent over time, like as I played the character. But it got her into like interesting situations with NPCs and got us like interesting and good and bad rapport with NPCs in different places because she was just doing things without any kind of social context. See, and I think all of that is, is good stuff because even, even the little superficial things add to, to the yes, greater picture. Very much. Yeah. But, but you do need, I mean, I think the other stuff is important as well. Um, yeah. And it's like little things, like the superficial things, like with the perfectionist, like I would describe, like if we were sitting down to eat, I would, just briefly say, yes, everything in front of her is nice, neat, and orderly. None of the food is touching, etc. Just like this small thing. And then we would go to something bigger and she would be interacting with this high-ranking get in a way that is not normal. <laughs> Which got her in a little bit of trouble, but, you know, a little bit of good rapport later on. It's, it's, see, that's, that's, that's a good stuff. And it, it's... yeah. It's something, you know, and I'm looking out there. I'm look. I'm looking out there. Too. I'm watching you all. What okay. the fuck? Um, <laughs> Close your blinds. Creepy. I got the camera feed. It's fine. Oh. Um, what? <laughs> Creepy and cringy. Got it. 
It's your system. Oh, wow. Anyway, I know, you know, you look out there and, and I understand that it can be, for some people, this, this kind of, this concept can be kind of difficult. I can understand the mentality. I don't agree with it, but I can understand the mentality of why would I want to play a character who's, I have flaws in real life. Yeah, I don't want them in this game, though. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want... Like, I can see that. Well, I want to play the ideal version who's perfect. And if it's not, nothing is perfect. Nothing is perfect, and that gets boring so fast. It, right? It, it's hollow. It's very you don't hollow. have a reason to care. Right? And then I and I worry about that, too, is... And I've seen this in other games, right? Yeah, so have I. Where, where people who are playing that perfect character... Right. The main character, in fact, how mm-hmm. dare you, can come unglued when that facade is challenged. Oh, yeah. Mm. I love to watch or listen to those like horror stories of like role playing games mm-hmm. and those characters who have no flaws. They're perfect and they have nothing in the world to care about. When that is challenged, the, the, the player doesn't know how to respond. And I, and I, I cannot, obviously we can't speak for nothing's Everyone. always or, yeah, right. Nothing's always yeah. or never anything, but I find that often those, those players are essentially playing themselves. Yes. Through it's a lens of what they think is werewolf. Well, no, I'm, we're not even right. just talking about perfection. werewolf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lens of perceived perfection. Okay. I was going to say yeah. of narcissism, but that's much nicer. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't say that. I was going to say thank you, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. I'll no, thank myself. That's, that's <laughs> fair, and it makes more sense of, of what I was thinking. But no, it's, yeah, they. I am perfect. This character. This is the perfect version of me. Perfect version of me. Nothing can go wrong. It's me as the action hero. Yeah. And then. As it's soon nice as to have a flaw. Right, but like as soon, yeah, as soon as something does, usually these people just cannot handle it and come unglued. So I implore you folks, don't do that because it's not going to end well with the group. In fact, I, I would go so far, and this again is not always the case, but we talk about putting a little bit of yourself into a character and sometimes putting a bit of your own flaw into a character can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Not too much that it affects you negatively. Well, certainly. But, you know, if you, for example, are a little socially awkward, lean into that maybe with the character and maybe use that to help get personal tools to improve in that front. You can use... And your character is learning these same things, right? Exactly. Navigating the world. Exactly. But it's a completely different world in a fun, lighthearted way. Right. In, in a way that, yeah, you're not out there in the world. The idea, right? And around people you're comfortable with Ex- and having a good time with. See, exactly that. Look at, look at, I'm on the fucking same page here. Exactly that. Shit, I even look at the, uh, switch that around. No. Like, <laughs> I, I looked at, we'll start with Jaeger and then he gained that confidence. But like, I don't have that kind of confidence in this world. Like, I, I, like, I don't even like public speaking. But, like, because Jaeger had it, it, like... Dang, I, I hate to tell you. Mm-hmm. That I've been doing a podcast yeah, you, for four years? Yes. 
<laughs> that all of a yeah, sudden, you're, you're really public speaking, Danny. That's what I mean. I am somebody who's in a completely different state as you. Never met you in real life, and I've heard you public talk several times. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say doing liquid. a good job. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Cass, <laughs> like, yes, thank you. <laughs> but no, I, like, I, I don't like talking in front of groups of people. I don't like groups of people to begin with. You speak <laughs> to hundreds of people every week. And I speak to hundreds. It's so weird to even think about it out loud. But, like, just the characters alone help me gain that confidence. Wait, I mean, yes. And, and again, I hate to tell you. <laughs> but... um <laughs> You can track a growth in your confidence since we started this fucking podcast. Yes. And that's, I, I'm saying that humbly because I have to listen to my own voice constantly. And I hate even that. I, I feel you there, Danny. It's been something listening back. Yeah. It's Look, an experience. Yeah, I feel you. It's, it's like 99% <laughs> of the people in the world hate their own voice. It's true. Yeah, but um, so, that, but that same thing, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned having, you know, having grown and changed over time. Mm -hmm. Your character is going to do the same. Exactly. So when you're writing it, when I'm writing it at least, I like to leave room, like a good gap of room for a change and improvement. Like the character is always written in a way that what's happening next? Where are we going from here? You know, where are we going is a great question to ask. I, I love that. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think it's important. It, it seems counterintuitive. I get it. Because you're writing a character and you have a feeling that this is what I want my character to be. But when you are along the journey alongside that character, mm -hmm. like you, you, you are presented with, you can force your character to react however you want them to. It's the chess piece that you are moving around. Right. Right. But. But. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, I think, is much better. Um, just like when you were six years old, you wanted to be an archaeologist or Optimus Prime or a professional wrestler All or those. whatever you wanted to be when you were six. All of those. <laughs> right. You didn't want to be that when you were 16. Right. Unless it was Optimus Prime. That doesn't really go away. <laughs> Live your dreams. <laughs> but that's the thing is those, those dreams change or, you know, a, we don't end up in the place that we thought we would at one point of our lives, right? So you can, you know, put your hand on that piece and move it around the board as you please, or you could take a step back and let, let the character's own journey guide where they end up. And if it's in a different place, so be it. But I think that's maybe the worthier part or, or a greater journey. It's a greater journey than, than to just decide because this is what I originally thought. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be this, you know, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to let anything with the story or the, the experiences of the character change my original opinion. Or my, my, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I always start with like a character goal, but sometimes that goal evolves as the character is thrown different types of situations, like so. different and new types of situations can change and mutate the character's goal. And that's, again, I think that's so important to have those yeah. shifting goals. Yeah. It's, it makes for a better journey. 
It makes for more interesting story. And sometimes I have like different types of goals. Like I might have like small like goals for that character daily. Like Ricochet's character you've mentioned is uh, wanting to protect the pack, keep Mm -hmm. them alive. Mm -hmm. That's like a small everyday goal. And, you know, my character also has one. Carly, finding a place, of course. But... So that's our short-term There's goal. Also, What's the yeah, those are goal? short, everyday goals, but I also like to have long-term goals for my character, but those sometimes change depending on what they're thrown at. What's thrown at them. And that, that flexibility is important. And, and it's also yeah. accurate mm-hmm. in terms of, again, a, a fully fleshed, a, third, a three-dimensional character. I like to also communicate those goals to my storyteller in hopes that they'll be incorporated in some way. Well, I, I think we've talked about this, and Carly's not going to be a game show host. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it's a porter, but why? I'm kidding. <laughs> Dreams shattered. Big, big money. Turns out it was the whammy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the price is I, wrong, I wrote the whole. I wrote the whole thing about the game already. Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, I also like to give my characters, um, aside from goals and like flaws, something to care about in the world, like that holds them into the actual world. For example, well, um, I was gonna say that just put you on the spot. There, yeah, shit. you did just put me on the spot. <laughs> You're um, like, oh like, god, I was so full of shit. Something to care about versus like being a, being alone in the world <laughs> and not caring about anybody. Everything sucks, and I hate everything. You know, not not that character, right? Maybe that, that could I want, be a thing too. But <laughs> that could be a thing, sure. Uh, but I, you know, you want something to care about. Um, for example, I'm gonna mention him again. Strides. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Strides Escape, my character, Cece, Cecilia, um, anyways, uh, her thing she cared about was her family. She had two individuals of her family left alive, her grandfather and her cousin. And those are the individuals that grounded her to the world. That's not a lot of They were both left. kinfolk. Exactly. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of people left. It wasn't like a tragic backstory at all. Those were just the people who were in the sept. She cared about them. She loved them. And she, they were, yeah, they were her life. She didn't know she was going to be Garu. And here we are. One thing led to another. Her grandfather was no longer there. That was a major change for that character. Um, I wrote very little of that character's background. Most of it was just talked through, me and Strides. But the main part of that character was her relationship with her grandfather. And when her grandfather was no longer, it was a big change for the character. And it took the character in a direction I wasn't expecting, but it was also a really interesting direction. It was a lot of fun to play at that point. I want to say I was actually listening to that. I, I think I remember this. I was, Were you there uh, for the big the big event? I believe so. I was listening in Oof. on one of Strides' games. That was rough. And there was a funeral. Yeah. And I, I was very curious. I dude, this is obviously how long ago, but like I knew Strides was a pretty good storyteller. Mm-hmm. 
And then, okay, there's an event happening. And a kinfolk had passed. And this was a significant kinfolk. Past is a very light term. I'm, but I'm giving... You, this, this is not my story. This, this, my character this. had to sacrifice her own grandfather. <laughs> I was trying not to here, but again, this was, is your story. No, it was, real context here, though. She had to sacrifice her own grandfather. Yeah. It was an event. <laughs> and then I remember that you were asked to say some words about your grandfather. Do you remember that part? Because mm-hmm. I this, do. This is probably what, a couple years ago already. It was a few years ago. Yeah. And then I remember because Strides does a thing at the end where he likes to give a little extra experience for someone who plays, you know, who, who does the role playing the best. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. But he lets everyone vote on it, not just yeah him. He lets the characters vote for anybody but themselves. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Mm-hmm. And I remember you am getting that. Because of how you portrayed that, like you weren't sure what to do. Like I, you're you're asking me to say these words when I'm the one who just had to do this to my own grandfather. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I remember the emotion in your voice. I remember the struggle to get the correct words out, but not struggle like you didn't know what to say, but like the struggle as in you know what she wants to say, but you know she's having a hard time saying it. Yeah. I, I remember that very specifically. I thought that was really, really good. And it made sense. It only made sense because of how close she was with her grandfather. Yeah. And this character had had zero trauma in their life. They had lived <laughs> a very, a very peaceful life with their grandfather. Their van- grandfather raised them. It was a great life. Zero trauma until that happened. And up, up front strides beforehand did like, before we even played, said, this is something that might happen. Are you okay with this? Or should we reroute this? And I told him, it's fine. We can move on. Like, I'm fine with this. And so I knew it was going to happen, but it, it affected me as a person and also my character in a way I just didn't expect. And it was very, yeah. very interesting. And I I felt it. I heard it in your voice. And again, I'm feeling just... it again right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. I'm, I'm giving props because, again, I was just listening in on this story. And they weren't even recording like we are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so props to you and props to Strides, too. I mean, even being able to, like, Give you a little bit of a, like, hey, can I go this, am I allowed to go this far? But still. Yeah. No, it was good. I remember that. Wow, it was a while ago, too. Yeah, it was a little rough, too. So I'm glad he asked. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. That would not have been something good to spring upon me without any preface. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it 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 was a good story. And that's like a, that was a little bit, like, both incorporating what my character cared about and a little bit of like her flaws as well in there. Like all of those things that I wrote into my character, this backstory were like influencing my decisions there. Like I've, as I play a character, I like develop a relationship with that character. And that, that, and that, no, that's exactly, it's exactly how it should be. 
yeah, I develop a relationship with my character and it helps influence the way I react because I am reacting like my character should or would. At least you didn't take your arm without telling you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I bring that up because that's a huge detriment and that could have very easily changed, but I enjoy that. I like how that's fun. What Porter did with taking Jaeger's arm, that's a huge turning point in his life. And I didn't let it scare me away from playing the game. I, I let it change him. No, and you know, that's, it speaks really well of you that you did because it was, it was a very ballsy play <laughs> on my part. And, and I would not have recommended that to anybody else. Right. I, it was a unilateral decision. Mm-hmm. No, but I, at the same time, I trust you 100%. I trusted you. You also, you also know Danny pretty well. That's true. Danny's not a stranger to you. No, but this was still my first character. Yeah. So true. there was still the chance. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, <laughs> I trusted you 100%. Like, no, just going with it. And you know, as you found out, I did have a plan to. Just in case, right? Right. Not an undo button exactly, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we've talked about that enough on the show. <laughs> yeah, that can yeah, but you know that's that's important too. Is you know um, this is the world of darkness, um, and just by nature of the game, shit can happen. Characters can die. Yes, you know, yeah. and character death is, is not something that Danny has is dealt with yet. And is it something you've dealt with? Yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of characters die. Yeah. Well, you've played a lot of them, so statistically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, statistically, there's, there's a reason why I've made so many as well. Um, for a while, I was in a, a vampire game. I know. Anyways, I was in a vampire game <laughs> for a while. I just know how, how Porter die? feels about other splats. How do they die if they're already dead? Um, no, I've the just boredom. was in a vampire game. The, the um, <laughs> The storyteller liked to kill people. Like, I think that was his goal was like, if a character was made, his goal was to kill them or make them miserable. One of the two. Which is just such, that's the last thing you want to hear. That's unfortunate. It it wasn't fun, but you know, I've met a lot of good friends there. That wasn't the storyteller. Um, We still share that uh, joking about how bad it was. I got a lot of experience making characters, but it's if the character dies, if when the death is actually satisfying and it makes sense and means something, it sucks that that character's dead, but at least they had like this arc, this, they this had their story, own story. The, yeah, a story you can tell, something to remember them by. And I think that's it's hard to accept that when a character dies that they've died. Like I've had a few satisfying character deaths and it's, it's nice to know like they lived, they made relationships, they made an impact on the world in at least a small way. And here we are. Well, it's, it's, it's hard to accept, but you do. Well, and even when, you know, cause I mean, a character loss if it's a good character, <laughs> if, if there's if there's that bond, mm-hmm. if it's fleshed mm-hmm. out, you're you're gonna feel that. Like if you don't care that your character died, then you didn't build much of a character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or 
Or you didn't get a chance to play very much, but yeah. I mean, both can be true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> true. But, you know, it, I think that's a great attitude to have in so much as looking at that um, is, is a full story and full circle. Because it, it can be. It can be a very sad thing, and especially with the time invested. If Ricochet were to die tomorrow, I would be devastated, but I would be happy with where his story was. I can. I think I can say that. Yeah, no, I can say it. I would be happy with how his story ended. I mean, how it ended, that's up to you, I guess. But, like, I would be happy that it happened. Wherever guy takes us, chapter 14. What's that smell? <laughs> Burning flesh. <laughs> If a character though, one of when when one of my characters though dies like mid game, mm-hmm. I I do. And you're joining in with the same people. Don't make the same character again. I don't. At least oh. I make a different character. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> okay, make different characters. You know what I flash to is experience I, something new. Exactly. And what I flash to is beer fest. Oh, landfill. Yes. Landfill too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where the character dies like midway through the movie yep. and two scenes later at the character's funeral, the same actor shows up as his twin brother that no his one ever twin knew cousin. He had. Yeah. Twin cousin. That's amazing. Right? Who who was also named Phil. And he knows all about them, uh, all about the other characters because of phone conversations and letters exchanged between the two cousins. So you really would just be easier if you called me Landfill 2 and we could just pretend like Landfill never died. That is almost actual audio. That's pretty close. (laughs) That's pretty fucking close. I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years. One of my favorite things about role playing that was yeah, it's experiencing new things and like playing a character. And so it's nice to like play different characters. Oh, absolutely. You know, and a different perspective and a different spin because yeah, it, it, you can see if you lose a character, the, the, the desire maybe mm-hmm. to just, you know, landfill to that shit <laughs> and just continue on that journey. Cause that's the character I liked, but I think everyone that's a disservice to everyone at that point, I think. Yeah, if again, if if Ricochet died, and I'd have to you start another one. I think I would start with Battery, and try and and create something new from there. Like, it might like be- Duracell. Yeah. <laughs> so, Danny, if you were to make something new, or when you have made something new, like Ricochet, mm-hmm. how do you come up with your character's background? So. The inspiration from the background was very much Cobra Kai. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you were going to admit it. Yeah, All right, it get on you. <laughs> I, I was trying, I started with his first change. Like, that's that's where, like, I wanted to start. Like, his first change was very much like Cobra Kai. He was, he was there, it was a dojo, he was protecting a kid, it was his friend who was being picked on. But, like, he got so angry that his friend was being picked on that he changed and killed everybody including his friend (laughs) that's ricochet's first change story but because he killed everybody how does this how do you get away with that so in pops 
who would be his mentor, and they burn the entire place down, so it just shows that he was part of that too. Now no one's looking for him, so now he's not in a milk carton. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of the start of it. Like, how do I do this and also get away with still being able to be in the world and not people looking for me? Which is a common Garu problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, very easily. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) But then from there, it's like, okay, now now we know he's Garu, but now why is he Garu? And how did he get to where he is? So I started from there. I started with the first change, and it kind of slowly built up from there. And even his being in a Haran, he's got the higher rage. So I started with that, and his whole uh, why he fights the way he fights, and why he gets angry when he fights. Well, Garu. Garu, yes. I just kind of, I put emphasis on that stuff, that's all. Sure. A reason other than being Garu, something a little deeper. What is Meaningful for the character. As in, like, for Ricochet, what are reasons other than being Garu? Right. No, like, uh, you gave a reason to being angry and oh, all yeah. those things. Well, no, because he was picked on. Like, he's usually yeah. the one defending the one who's being, you know, he's defending the ones getting picked on. But then as he's learning to be Garo, he was getting picked on. So that's kind of where that happened. Interesting. And, the, and that, nice. that was the whole rage thing. I like that, yeah. I'm going to throw the same question back at you with Carly. All right. With Carly, I started with, uh, I, I knew I wanted one specific trait. I, I wanted to be able to speak to many different people. A very specific trait that Carly has. Um, and I kind of built around that. How the heck is she able to speak with so many different people? How does she know all this? And so then. Am I able to like give details? Am I allowed to do that? Obviously, he just said. Yeah, it's okay. Cool. Here, whatever you Carly want. Know, yeah, Carly <laughs> knows lots of languages. Uh, she speaks several languages, and that was what I wanted for the character. I was like, I think that would be cool. I've not played a character that was a linguist before. So it was like cool. I would want to make. I want to play kind of a smart character. So I kind of was like, what is going to make this character smart? Focused, kind of inward, but not exactly super sociable, but able to communicate. And so she is a military brat. I thought that would be interesting. I guessed what? that. I absolutely yeah, you guessed, guessed that. that. Yep. Yeah, Being... she's a military brat. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never said it. You never said it online or uh, during the actual play. You just said we moved around a lot. And I lived here for a couple of years. I lived here for a couple of years. That was the first thing in my head. And like her, her father was some kind of military general, corporal, something or other who gets moved a lot. Yep. She, she, she's holding that close to her chest for the time being. Well, clearly, yeah. But, <laughs> but that's why, uh, she has moved around a lot. She was straightforward with that. She does know a lot of those languages. And, uh, I wanted that to be like, that that's where I started the character. That's something I wanted. So I built around that. She was a military brat. Okay, what does that look like for her? Where did she move to? What languages does she speak? I kind of put that in there. What was her relationship with her mother like? What was her relationship with her father like? I wrote those in. 
And so I had her beginning background really fleshed out. Who was she as a human? Important. Yeah. Um, Important only up to a certain point, though. Yeah. I then wrote in her change, her first change. She kind of ran away. Her and her mother's relationship. No, her and her mother's relationship wasn't good. She ran away as a human, like as a person. Oh. I want to get away from this woman. Well, you said first change, so I... Yeah. (laughs) And along her running is when that happened. Hmm. Um, Yes, a burst of adrenaline. She was eaten by Uh, a bear. Yeah, she was almost eaten by a bear hiding in a cave because her oh, some of her kidding. dad's friends were chasing her. No, she was almost eaten by a bear. Oh, see, I didn't say almost. I said she was. I was suggesting <laughs> yeah, yeah. that she had the first change inside the bear. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, like a pinata, just like a reverse pinata, just blew the bear up. Yes. What I had written at first was a lot less interesting, to be honest. It was very boring, very generic. And when I ran it by Porter, he goes, make this change more interesting. <laughs> that might not have been actual audio, but. So it might have been actual audio. It might have. I was, you know, I was going to say I wasn't there. <laughs> he was, you were there. It was actual audio. He said, make this more interesting. This is boring. In comes the bear. And there's her first change. Hey, well, I want to be fair. I'm not a fucking monster. I wasn't like, shut up, do better. Yeah. Like, I offered suggestions. He made me cry. To, well, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> joking. That's because I threw pepper flakes in your eyes. That's a totally different thing. Oh, I love pepper flakes. It's just how I say hello. That's how you say hello. It's just how I say hello. Hey, bitch. So, <laughs> Ow! Yeah, so I had her whole background fleshed out. That was great. I wrote the first change, the rite of passage, and then why she's leaving. So, like, after the first change, I did the rite of passage, because, you know, that comes next. I wrote why she was leaving. And then afterwards, I put in, like, some information about people she's interacted with, who she met, and how they kind of affected her, what kind of relationship she had with them. And it was just a couple of people and a couple of places. And the reason why she knows so many fucking languages. Well, that, that yeah. shit's important. Um, you know, if I just start speaking Japanese to Falling Leaf, what the heck, right? That'd be neat. Yeah, honestly, I'll I wanted say this. to. Am I might at some point? Uh, even as Ricochet, he, he's he's guessing military Brett, but he's not going to say anything until you start speaking a different language. Oh, interesting. Like that, that was been my whole idea. Like as soon as she says, as soon as she starts speaking another language, that was going to be my oh, probably a military brat. That's why. It was the so, first question thing I, for 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 Ricochet as a character: mm-hmm. Why? Why what? Why is he waiting for a prompt? I think it's because he's you're still new, still like trying to. <laughs> Feel you trying out. to see if <laughs> trying to see if she's a threat or not. I don't want to say threat, but like, I think it's more of like waiting to see if you're planning on sticking around or not. Oh, interesting. It's like why bother if she's not going to stick around? Hmm. Wants to protect her, but if she doesn't want to stick around, why bother? Oh, okay, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's 
character <laughs> thinking. Obviously, you're going to stick around. We, You're part of the show now. Yeah, I, I'm also trying to play my character and, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Same. It goes both and, ways. It's a two-way street. You know, with my character's background, of course she wants to, but is she going to make that obvious? No. Right. <laughs> she can play hard to get. Well, it, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are things to consider there too. You know, is, is the the disconnect between character and player. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this is especially true with situations like I'm here, where I'm as a character coming into this group. Right, mm-hmm. we we dealt with this with the character of Echo, mm-hmm. where we there's the re obviously I, I wrote the reason mm-hmm. to to put these people together, just like here with with you. Um, there's a reason you're here with with the Dream Chasers. But that doesn't make them automatically part of the thing. Right. That doesn't make you a dream chaser yet. That doesn't make you part of the pack officially. And obviously, because you are part of the game, that is going to happen. But that doesn't need to happen organically. Yeah. Not because you're part of the group. Yeah. Right. And and so sometimes that was a problem we had with Echo, is there were several chapters and no one had even brought up the idea. She wasn't part of the pack. Well, no, that she would be... You know, no one invited her. No one said, hey, you should stick around and hang out with us. Yeah, right. Because Mm -hmm. the player was here. (laughs) Right. So we don't have to. She's just, obviously, she's going to join. Why would she obviously join? And this one's, yeah, this one's already played. But whenever, uh, I think it was, I think it was uh, CJ's character, Night Fang, that said, uh, do you want to stick around? I believe that's true. Yes, it was. It yeah, was, and was I on said, the oh, you're coming on a little strong. <laughs> yeah, it was on the rooftop, yeah. And he was yeah, like, I am strong. I, I'm a regular superhero. And I am the knight. <laughs> and then you punched him in the face, but your roll sucked, so it was like a oh, pillow. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I'm rethinking this now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I thought that interaction was really nice. It was quite natural, you know, like, hey, hang out with us. We've we've lost somebody. You seem neat, cool. Right. Uh, and you're looking for people around your age to form mm-hmm. a pack. Look look at all the things. Yeah, we have everything yes. we want. We go together but also like with my black character and white TV. kind of being black and white. TV. You know, moving around so much, never establishing strong relationships with anybody, you know, being a military brat. Do I stick around? You seem to be coming out a little strong. Is this a red flag? <laughs> <laughs> And you know we are will continue to see yeah. how those yeah. those interactions grow and yeah and that's exciting that's that's a big part of it yeah um, and and in terms of of building that character obviously um, helping to flesh it out it's something that we've I've talked about a few times on mm-hmm. the show the idea of running a few thought experiments to how would this character react in situations X Y and Z you know oh, the, like moral what ifs yeah. You know, how far would you go? You know, the, uh, the old the car uh, crash. Yeah. The, yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. The restaurant car crash scenario. You know, you know, this one, what's I'm, the restaurant car crash scenario, please enlighten me. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just, I'll just hand it to you. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so Carly is having some lunch, you know, at, at a restaurant. She's sitting outside, you know, one of those outside seating deals. It's a nice mm, day. These are delicious pancakes. Sure. And <sighs> the intersection uh, right outside the restaurant, there, there's a car accident. What does she do? She would run to the cars. And then what? She would 
Well, what does the car crash look like? She would go to the car that looks worse off to see if she can pull anybody else out. Or if it's just like a fender bender, she probably ignores it. Well, instead, it's the beauty part, right? Because like you ask me, but it's like, well, well, what's what's the difference in each yep. scenario? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I so mean, if it's like a bad one, she's going to go to the, like the worst car and see if she can get somebody out before the car blows up. But if it's just a fender bender, she's going to make sure nobody's bleeding out and then probably ignore it. Which is hilarious because as Ricochet, he's probably got the same exact response. Like just a corner, corner, cars bump each other. No airbags, no give a shit. <laughs> but yeah, if it's a major thing and people are hurt, people are stuck, he's he's there. He's trying to try and get him out of there. Now, Ricochet, for both of our characters, mm-hmm. it's a bad accident. We've pulled people out. We've done what we can. Police and ambulance show up. What do you do? Oh, he's out of there before they get up. He's going to get them out and then leave as fast as he can. They're safe getting the fuck out of Dodge. See, I would have a different reaction. I'd stay. I'd stay, let them know what I've done. See, there you go. Hmm. And that's the beauty of that kind of scenario, right? Because it's not a set section of parameters. Right. Because the answer changes based on the different variables. So you can look at those things and... I, I ideally learn more about that character by being able to answer those questions. It's like, uh, it's also like the ice cream question, you know, which was until, right? Mm-hmm. Until I let the fucking cat out of the bag, which was, <laughs> you know, which was a major question when, when reviewing someone's character. You know, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? It's such a nothing question. Right. Except the why of the question is the real thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, never really thought of it for Ricochet until now, but it would be Mackinac Island Fudge. That's home. That's 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 what will remind him of home. That he you know doesn't get to be there anymore. What about Carla? Ice cream flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and why? Because that's the important part. <laughs> yep. Honestly, any type of ice cream would be fantastic. But why? Hmm. Didn't enjoy very many sweets. So just because sweets are she, great. Because she didn't get it very often, is what you're saying. Yeah, didn't get it very often. So any type of ice cream, I think, would be extremely satisfactory. It's see that that tells me that Carly is someone who is generally not picky but grateful uh, when facing uh, the maybe the the finer. I mean, not the finer things in life, <laughs> but even the common things. Right, like she can appreciate mm-hmm. the good. Let, yeah, and let's rewind. Give, I think it was, uh, I think it was like your second, ep- like uh, episode two, uh, somebody new in town or whatever. You guys, you can eat anything from the fridge. Can I? Anything? Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, devils in the details with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, devils in the details. <laughs> I like that. Nice call. Yeah. Offered me things from the fridge. I said, really? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> I even offered to make it all for you. Be like, nope, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> but you see how like the little things like that can, can tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and I look back to like with Sekhmet Rainmaker, right? You know, Sekhmet's favorite ice cream. Chocolate. Yeah. Which is a total fucking lie. <laughs> you know, the real answer, you know, 
<laughs> is, is it was this, it's not the wall flavor. It was like a, a, it was a raspberry. It's been a while. I know, I but but the, the worthier part isn't the name of the flavor. It's the fact that it was, he found it in a, you know, particular ice cream place. One time at one place. Yeah. In Chicago, that's no longer there. Right. And so he's on the road. It's just easier to say chocolate. Yep. You can't, he's, cause he doesn't want to sit there and explain to him, to everybody there. Why it's too this much, one place in Chicago, or that doesn't exist too anymore? Too much time, too much energy. Well, yeah, You're more, not worth it. More to the point is, it's if he's not going to be able to get what he wants anyway, it's just going to piss him off. Let's settle for something that I know I can get all the time. What is second best? Hmm. Yeah. He, he's he's not going for the gold medal. He's going for the bronze because I can get the bronze no matter what. Right. <laughs> so right better to settle than be disappointed that's yeah. what you learn about segment from that right jesus i'm very curious if you have an answer for falling leaf i don't so okay. there <laughs> maybe he'll come up with one another time well different rules for npcs yes you know i yeah. played segment you know i played jude and that's why i brought up segment or sorry that's why i brought up falling, falling leaf, leaf. mm-hmm because he is, he's, he's a predominant character, but he's not a main character. And y'all are the main characters. <laughs> right. But would you have one for KT? <sighs> no. Okay. Sorry. They're still, these are still brand new. It's, it's understandable. <laughs> it's also just a lot of extraneous detail for an NPC. Right. Good point. Yeah. Having so many NPCs, you want to limit the extraneous details. It's, yeah, you don't want to cross those streams too much. Cause mm-hmm. can, like, look, you, you guys sit at the table with me. I'm already doing scenes where I'm doing four fucking voices, <laughs> having a conversation amongst themselves and you. <laughs> fucking, yep. I got enough to keep straight. So I was going to say, everyone else would consider that schizophrenia, maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes, man. Fucking. Hey, I've never, <laughs> I don't blame you because it's, it takes some serious skill to do that. Like, I have a hard time with doing voices when we do PMs. I have to do constant retakes. Thank you, yes. When we do postmortems. Like, sure, I could do a voice, but I've tried several different ways beforehand. I can't do the conversation between two different ones with two different voices. It just doesn't fucking happen. I, I like when you were doing, I think it was Agatha. And you made it sound like this. You were like, hey, everybody. And then you just gave up halfway through. <laughs> like, fuck, all right. <laughs> and he's phoning it in today, everybody. Oh, I've been called out. <laughs> fuck. Hey, my name's Agatha. Fucking. Hey, guys. Agatha. Yeah, and then you did that. And you're like, you happy? And Tom and I were like, yes, we are. That's that's this much better. And then this, this is how it ended up, and it's fine. This is just how it's going to be. Tough shit. You didn't like the first half. Oh, you did like the first half? Great. I'm not going back. Well, And this is not a storyteller episode, but just a quick thing. If When you're doing the different character voices, it's not important that you're accurate. It's important that you're distinct. I, I, yeah. Good point. So about characters, though, yes, we have you ever tried doing it? Have you ever tried doing a character voice, like a a voice specific to your character, Danny? For Ricochet, I don't want to say a distinct voice, as in like a different accent, Mm -hmm. but like different words, different terminology. 
Like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. I'll go with that. Like, I, I consider that his voice. Like, these are some things that I would normally say, but Ricochet wouldn't. So, make that simpler. And it's simpler because he's a 14-year-old you know, kid. Is he 14? Yeah, 14 and a half. <laughs> yeah. That half's all the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 What's the Garu part? So, guess what? That does. It's true. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah, it's it's using that as the voice. Yeah, that, that's what I consider the voice, though, is terminology, different, you know, how he would respond compared to what I would respond with. You know, yes, Ricochet is very, you know, a lot of me in Ricochet. Gross. <laughs> but it's, he's also very different, or at least I try to be very different compared to what Jaeger was. I think Jaeger was a little bit more mature, but I think Jaeger had to be. I, I think you got there eventually, mm-hmm. but but I I do I have seen you slip into that role as Jaeger, yeah. Which is a thing to be careful about. I just try to everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, not just to you. You know, when you're playing multiple characters, you know, like you know, I'm just playing two characters right now. Yeah, I certainly can only imagine. You know, certainly there are times when one might bleed into another. Um, Danny, you, again, you have that problem sometimes between Ricochet and Jaeger, and it doesn't help that we do the postmortems before, <laughs> yeah, we do it before like, these yeah. so often. So you're, you're in that Jaeger mentality, mm-hmm. and then you go into, you know, so these yep. things happen. Yeah, you don't I, live in a perfect world. I'm, Shit. I'm guilty. I know it. Especially when it comes to the rage. I'm guilty. Mm. Hey. Now on sale with the yeah, Ko-Fi. The Ko-Fi. Go to the website. Yeah, Ko-Fi, the internet. RageCrossInternet.com. <laughs> Damn. Back up. <laughs> Good job, man. Seamless. Yeah, you're welcome. 10 out of 10. You're welcome. <laughs> Perfect. That was... That was flawless. A great impression of Danny's impression of... I love that. The meta, the stacks on that shit was amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, something I would, you know, because we talk about that in, in you know, uh, that, that unintentional crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any, anything else you guys ha- uh, could think of is things to stay away from or, or uh, you know, something to be cautious of when working a character or creating a character? It goes back to like the last few episodes we've done. Don't make the game about you only. Make the game about the entire pack. It's it's everyone's game. It's not just yours. It 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 should never be individually about one person. Well, certainly, and I think that's great character or player advice. But I what about creating the character? I'm saying as far as creating the character, yeah, to stay yeah. away from stay away from the stereotypes. I mean, if you want to do this, no, I, I can't even say it that way. Be careful of the stereotypes. If you don't like the way. A tribe is portrayed, portray it differently. Each character is their own individual being. If you're a Fianna, you don't have to be William Wallace or a dwarf. Before you didn't. Or a fae. <laughs> yeah, your character can have interests outside that of their auspice or clan. Yeah, they and they could. Or a tribe, sorry. Yeah, they're not hive minds. <laughs> well, and I think I, I want to point out too is that can be 
the word of the part, a, a great angle. For example, the, the glass walker who isn't really a tech guy, right? Not really mm-hmm. a techie. And then this can become part of that character's journey is that that existential crisis of why, why did cockroach choose me mm-hmm. when I'm not like these people? And feeling yeah. some isolation within one's tribe or, or coming to terms with, you know, and finding acceptance within that tribe or, or their place in the tribe. You know, there's, there's, there's meat there. There's meat on that bone, man. Specific example, my character, Full Metal, um, is a glass walker, is not a computer gal. Is she made she, of metal? <laughs> she, she does have the uh, armor, the, the gift that makes the steel fur. Okay. I thought, um, there's, a, but, there's a gift that does that? I, I thought you were yes, telling me that she was Elf Steel fur. No, there's a gift called steel fur. It gives you minus one dexterity, steel but it turns your fur steel. Yeah. And what do you think she was saying? Steel fur? Like silver, oh. but with a T in there? Oh, that's just her accent. <laughs> you steal her? Hey, I mean, steel for fine. Steel for now that's I didn't know that was a thing. That's I'm making that a cool. character now. Yeah, the the character has the gift steel for, but the reason why she's called Full Metal is her love for guns. She is not a computer person, but she knows how to work guns. A little bit off the rail of Glasswalker, not yeah. super techie, but techie in a different way. Yeah, no, I was I was thinking the same thing with uh, if I were to ever make that character battery. Like again, not because of computers and gadgets, but because of assault and battery. Maybe beat the shit out of somebody one time. Maybe a steal for fang. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. You did it. Well um, done. I did yeah. It. <laughs> One of the characters, like, so when I'm making characters, I actually have a list of questions that I go through with my character. And one of which is, let me find it in my list, which I have pulled up right in front of me. To which auspice do you belong and why? How do you serve as a member of that auspice and what makes you different? Hmm. So I just have like a list of questions. Some of them are a little deeper like that. Some of them are more like, what's something you like about yourself? You see, and that's excellent. It it goes along with ice cream or mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the yeah. lunchtime scenario. I'm thinking, yeah. what, Where what do you do feel safe? Uh, I'm trying How to hard about. is it for you to trust somebody? The auspice. One. I'm, I'm reading random ones off. <laughs> are you a good liar? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm curious. I I would have to put some serious thought into that if I would do the the glasswalker with battery. How would I make that? Like which auspice would he do? We well, you know what you could do, and this is something that I have always offered. Not first time mm-hmm. players. I think I I think I've offered first time players, but yeah, is you roll the auspice die. I'm thinking about rolling. Yeah, you know you make your or character. choose a random birthday and look it up. You could do that too, Quite possibly. But yeah, that, that's the like auspice. Do that one. You just roll I the auspice. Yeah. I wouldn't up? want him to be an Aram because that's the first thing you would think of: assault and battery. Yeah, he's an Aram. No, I don't. I thought he'd be like a cook. Yeah, break the stereotype. That's yeah. all that salt. <laughs> I I can leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> a bad cook. You want more than one salt in your food. <laughs> Maybe I'd be able. To, I mean, I don't think I would have done. 
as a first, but maybe now and maybe I'd be able to pull him off as a ragabash. Thank you for entertaining that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think maybe I'd pull him off as a ragabash. I might roll the die for it though. I mean, you certainly don't. Have, but that's you know that that can be an extra challenge mm-hmm. is, is to do just roll the auspice die and how does it come up? That's you can't help the phase of the right. moon. You can't help when you were born. Right. So there's a level of I, I don't know extra challenge there. Yeah, like, because mm-hmm. I, again, make him Aharon. Let's just stereotype, and I want to stay away from that and make him his own thing. You also don't have to be perfect yeah, yeah, you don't when have you to be good start. At your <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be when you start. It's nice to have a some growing pains. I think it's necessary. I mean, we go back to never be perfect because nothing is perfect. Nope. You know, and and actually, while while we're on that too, um, something I would strongly caution, like, mm, mm-hmm. is you are don't <laughs> you're not the last white howler, okay? You're not a secret bunyip. <laughs> you're not the magical savior of the Croton or half Bastet. Your mom's not a girl in your dad's silver fang. You don't need, you don't need that shit to make a unique character. And in fact, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah, it, kind of, it kind of fucks you up. Because now Every instead of. Every snowflake is different. You're still a fucking snowflake. <laughs> well, be, it, because instead of focusing on, you know, building a, mm-hmm. you know, a fleshed out, like a, like a person, you, you're making the chosen one. Boring. And that's, yeah, that's, it's boring. It's not good for a game. Like, you know, with an ensemble cast with a bunch of people there mm-hmm. because it, it forces a spotlight on that one particular character. And like, look, a good storyteller will give everyone the spotlight here and there. Sure. You know, you're, you're there's going to be Carly stories. There's going to be Ricochet stories, mm-hmm. you know, something more centric to maybe their background or something that will particularly catch that character. So sure. And again, you can do that because it's a well-made character. But yeah, you don't you don't need to be the chosen one to make a good character. The chosen one. Be just be genuine and you know, put put real heart and thought into that character. And and it's it's more interesting. Right? You know, um what what here's one for you, right? Die hard. (laughs) No, no, I mean you laugh. Die Hard, right? Mm-hmm. The best Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. You know, a story about a man going to see his family at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaning into this Christmas movie thing. But the point is, is he's a regular dude. Right. Right. Who is put in this situation where he's in over his head and he's, you know, he, he does his level fucking best. And, you know, we know how the movie goes. It's great. But we watch this guy get fucked up through the course of it, right? Oh, Yeah. You know, I mean, I ain't got to go through the plot, but you look at Die Hard, you look at John McClane in Die Hard, and then look at John McClane in, like, Live Free or Die Hard. Right? He can't get hurt. Right. He's wrong, ever. Like, he's fucking jumping monster trucks over other monster trucks, or, (laughs) what was the one, was it Live Free or Die Hard, where he jumped the plane on a motorcycle? Uh, Yeah, something like that. That actually fucking happened. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the first one... No shit happens. He gets fucked up a lot. He just gets lucky and wins the day. Right? You know, his feet 
is a whole subplot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, yeah. you know, but and this is the thing. And the question becomes, you look at those two It's the same character. We're using quotes there. No, it's but not. you look at those two in like one of these is compelling and one of these is a farce. Mm-hmm. Don't be the chosen one. Just be John McClane, Detective John McClane, trying to make up with his wife. Don't be the chosen one. Right. I love it. Don't jump. That's a hell. Don't jump planes on motorcycles. <laughs> That's absurd. Stop it. It's a good way to end it. <laughs> you know what? I guess it is. Despite the fact that that is a great fucking end point. Mm-hmm. M, Danny, any final thoughts? Uh, Go ahead, Emma. I'll let you go first. Oh, well, I don't even know where to go from here. Endpoints. Enjoy making a character. Like, making characters is fun. Don't let it be stressful. Some people make them really fast, but can also, like, take your time. Get to know it. Don't be afraid to rewrite it. If you don't like something, change it. Ask your storyteller about it. If you have more than one option, something I've done whenever I have like lots of ideas, I like to write all the ideas down, roll a dice, and choose one right from there. That's neat. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with invest. If you want to enjoy what you're doing with a character, invest in it. Invest in that character. The more you invest in it, the more you're getting out. The more you're going to enjoy what you're doing, you're going to get out what you put in. So the more time and more energy you invest into this and the more real you, the more realism you invest into it, the more it's going to mean something. When they do good, when they do bad, when shit happens, good or bad, it, yeah, you, you get in what you get, you get you, you get, get out, out what you put in. You get out what you put in. I got you, buddy. Thank you. Invest. Those it means something. Make it mean something. Buy pork bellies. Yum. Actually hungry. So am I. <laughs> How about you? you? Do you have a advice, last minute advice? Well, thing? I think, I. you know. Just, I, just don't be the I chosen one. I think I had it with okay. the chosen one stuff. That was... Do you have you know, any positive advice? <laughs> I think that was positive advice. Is is you know focus on the character and not stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think you know Danny said it. Mm-hmm. You know, it yes, is, it is absolutely you, and it's true. I think in of all aspects of the game, is you get out what you put in. It's fucking ring the bell. Get out of cardboard town. Ding ding. And with that, that is <laughs> going to be our time. I have a sneaking suspicion that when you come back to see us two weeks from now, we're really going to have the actual play. <laughs> I feel strongly about this. Uh, time of verse. Just might screw us again. Might screw us But I over. feel strongly that it won't. What do you think, Em? I think, I think we'll be okay. I think so, too. I think it'll be okay no matter what. I think but, we'll be okay. But I'm excited we've, to get... We've got lots of days to choose from. It's true. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the next chapter. Me too. Y'all have a map. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. totally blank, but look at that map. That it, is a nice a, map. It's fucking stylish and detailed. Well, not yet. 
Well, not not super detailed, but like enough. It's unlabeled, so that's on you guys. But right, you should see my copy. Whew. That's different. <laughs> Can't see your mask. Got all the shit on it. <laughs> but no, that that is our time for today. So again, we want to thank you again for joining us. M, great to have you with us again. Good to be here. Thanks and, for coming back. Right? I, I suspect we're still being here because <laughs> we did both of them at once. Time of verse. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, we, you know, I hope uh, you enjoy the time. I hope we have you back for some more regular episodes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's up to her. Uh, <laughs> but on the uh, on behalf of Mr. Tyson, Miss MNOP, am I pronouncing that right? MNNOP. I'm in a lap. We want to say it's cutie. I don't know. M N N O P. Come on, M- you got N-N-O-P. this. Yeah, yeah. Animal. Fuck. Hey, take care of yourselves. <laughs> take care of each other. Keep your claw sharp and your head in swivel, and we'll see you. I'm helping!